up, everybody? It's your boy Flash from ALWT Gaming, aka Malakai36. I am here on a Tuesday, uh, August 10th, 2021, episode 59 with my homie. It's the Nine Ball. How are you doing today, good sir? Doing good. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Um, guys, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, I mean, obviously, uh, if you guys have been noticing earlier this t this morning was the Xbox uh, ID event, which was the Xbox Indie Showcase. I didn't catch it. Nineball, did you catch any of it recently? Nope. You didn't catch it either? Mm -mm. All right, all right. No problem. No sweat off of our brow. Uh, if you guys are audio listeners right now on Anchor or Spotify, this is episode 46. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and, and hanging out with us as we go through all these different video game topics, all these different uh, updates and, and news for you guys. Um, before, we, got, we got a little bit of an agenda today. Nothing too crazy. Uh, nothing too skimpy either. So we right there in that sweet spot. But before we jump into that... Nineball, what have you been playing today? What's going on? What's new with you? What is happening in the video game life of It's the Nineball Corner Pocket? Oh, just been playing hours of, I think actually I've been playing hours of Returnal, 14, and Smite. And I, know you, I know you got a little bit further, it's, uh, at least since last week when, when I asked you about Returnal. Did you, like, so it, are you still, are you developing more of a personal basis for the game? Is it more of a pro? Is it more of a con? Like, what's going on with the game? Oh, it's excellent. I love the game. It's just, you gotta get used to roguelikes. Whenever you die, you kind of start back over. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, you just gotta, uh, start over. But you keep certain things, like your levels and stuff, mm -hmm. but you lose all your equipment. Do you pick it back up after you find your body? You don't really find your body oh. the whole map changes every time oh that's right <laughs> yeah every time you go in there the map's totally different how many times it's fun though how many times have you died probably eight nine times i think and it changed each time for you yeah that's crazy i wonder what the get, go ahead it's getting i mean i'm getting good better and better i'm lasting a lot longer i mean that's good have you? Uh, I, w I wonder what the algorithm is as far as how many map changes that will go through. I don't know. Hmm. You will though on the, some of the maps. You will find your bodies, and you can either salvage them or avenge them. Okay. All right. So I'm assuming salvage them is again for like materials and stuff like that. What's avenging? Uh, you fight the thing that killed you. What happens if you kill it? I, I don't know. I've never killed it. I've tried three times and bye. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, we'll be avenging my body one day. And it's, so, you, so you said <laughs> Return of the Been Playing. You said 14. Uh, what, what's been going on with you on 14? Um, Without spoilers, of course, because I'm, I'm a little I don't want to spoil it. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty far. I'm midway through, I think around midway through level 70. Okay. Um, I got most of my big abilities, my major ability for my summoner, my um, what is uh scholar, which seemed to be pretty awesome. Okay. And I, like I said, it's hard not to try to spoil it. So we're just gonna say I'm just off on an, an island somewhere. Gotcha. 
Okay. Um, to give you an idea of where I'm at, I just finished the Dungeon the Vault. Ah. Yeah, so I just finished the Vault um, where an, an unfortunate incident happens, which, again, for anyone that's currently watching this, if you guys are interested in the Final Fantasy XIV story... I'm I'm not gonna say what happens just because I don't want to spoil it for you guys. Even though you probably for, will forget because there's so much in Realm Reborn and then Realm Reborn pretty much is like eight different points inside Realm Reborn itself before you get inside Heaven's Word. Um, so yeah, so you got a ways to go before you get to where I'm at currently, but. Uh, and, a, and it's a nine balls even further than I am. But I did get through the vault, um, got that. Uh, it was an emotional moment, uh, but I'm, I am itching to play a little bit more. I can't wait to get to the next dungeon. I can't wait to proceed with more with the story and uh, and all that good stuff. So definitely excited about that. Um, haven't Outside of 14, haven't really been playing a whole lot of storyline-based games. So I do want to jump on some more. Um, I mean, of course, I've been playing my FIFA, but I've been playing a lot of Hunter's Arena lately. I've been playing a lot of Hunter's Arena, and that's that game. Let me tell you, is a lot of fun. Uh, I, I know that we, last week we tried it. Actually, on Tuesday we tried it exactly a week from today, and uh, when it came out on PlayStation uh, for PlayStation Plus users, for anyone that has PlayStation right now, PlayStation Plus is offering Hunter's Arena on PS4 and PS5. So not just the next gen consoles; it is uh, last gen as well. Uh, or current gen, or current slash last gen, because soon here in the next year or two, PS4s are going to be considered last gen. So on PS4s and PS5s, you guys can get Hunter's Arena. You guys can get the tennis, the Evolution Pro tennis, whatever it is, and then Plants vs Zombies. Those are the three games. So if you notice, there hasn't really been like a true. What they've been doing for the past couple months is give you two PS4 games for free, and then they would give you a PS5 game for free. They actually haven't done that this month. This month is all stuff that you guys can get on both platforms. So, interesting take there. Um, but Hunter's Arena is definitely something that's nice. Uh, they The queuing system was pretty busted last week because we were trying to queue up for a match, and it took us forever in a, in a day. Me, Nine Ball, and Mildew Care. It took us a long time to get inside a match. Um, next day, we tried it. Kind of the same thing. A very long time to get into a match. Uh, Mildew made a comment that he felt like uh, a lot of the melee characters had an advantage. Um, and then it wasn't long at all until there was a patch that came out. And Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and yesterday uh, has just been phenomenal just playing. They balance some stuff out. They buff some characters. They nerf some characters. The queue times are not even long at all. So we're getting side matches like like that. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is which? That was the biggest thing for me. Um, because again, the game looked beautiful. It felt great. Uh, it's just the the cute uh, fifteen minutes for a single match is way too long, way too long. Because that yeah. means that you're only playing two matches, pretty much within an hour. You're playing two matches within an hour because you have fifteen minutes to to queue. Then you have maybe fifteen minutes to play. Then you have another fifteen minutes to queue if you're trying to get into another game after that. So it's just like. It was way too. It was way too long for that. Um, but yeah, and, I, and so yes, I am ready to branch out to other my other collections. I do currently have re, went ahead and redownloaded uh, Outriders. Uh, I'm going to try to get further than that. I would like to beat that game uh, just so I can beat it. And then if there's more expansions to come out later on, that's free or download uh, downloadable content. I'll jump on it. But it is one of those games where I want to beat the story. 
put it uh, put it in my backlog as far as me having it completed, and then come back to it later after I get, uh, completed my backlog. So there's that. But enough about that. We're here again, all things gaming. Every Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we get together. We give you guys video game news updates, uh, and we're just going to kind of talk about it too a little bit, give our, our thoughts about it, uh, and it's our, our genuine thoughts. So nothing like super professionalized or anything like that. But it is uh, our understanding of what's going on through each article. If you guys like that, you guys can make sure you guys are sub to our Twitch channel at www.alwt or <laughs> www.twitch.tv forward slash alwt game. Our website is www.alwtgaming.com. If you want to check that out, has all of our content there, which are for our social media platforms, but also has some merchandise in the About Us section. So you guys can get yourself a hoodie, a shirt, a mug, or a mask since we still are in a pandemic. You know what I mean? Um, and, and of course, you guys already know, I got right here my grape raise energy, grape bubble gum, raise energy inside my raise energy uh, coaster. And I am having rock, rock, rocking the shirt. The Raise Energy shirt. If you guys like energy drinks, this has no sugar in it and it's quite tasty, go to RepSports, R-E-P-P-Sports.com, type in ALWT Game at checkout after you select your flavors, your workout powders, your water supplements, the whole nine, and yeah, get 15% off your che- uh, at checkout. So Raise Energy, Raise Your Roof, Raise Your Spirits, Raise Your Expectations. Uh, but yeah, bro, we got six stories of this, so we're going <laughs> to dive right into this bad boy right here. The first thing we have, Crunchyroll. Get the table! <laughs> so on here, and that's why the thumbnail looks like uh, the Dudley Boys uh, smashing down uh, on us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great day. <laughs> it's the Dudley Boys uh, uh, smashing the, the PlayStation logo. And th- no, that's not like them smashing like they're dunking on PlayStation. It's actually quite the opposite. Um, they're smashing the competition when it comes down to the anime side because uh, now they're both underneath Sony. So on here, Jer- Jeremy Winslow... From GameSpot says, inside the article, Sony has announced that after months of negotiations, the acquisition of anime streaming service Crunchyroll is complete. The service joins fellow anime entertainment company Funimation as an official subsidiary of Sony. The the buyout is worth a whopping $1.175 billion, according to the press release. With its newfound resources... Crunchyroll can now uh, can broaden its reach by distributing its content through various Sony channels like PlayStation. Similarly, Funimation will also take advantage of Sony's deep resource bag. It remains unclear when the two anime streaming uh, networks will ever merge. Chairman, President, and CEO of the uh, Sony Group Corporation, Kenshiro Yoshida, said the company is excited to welcome Crunchyroll, uh, Crunchyroll to Sony. Quote, Anime is rapidly growing medium that enthralls and inspires emotions among audiences around the globe, end quote, Yoshida said. Quote, the alignment of, the, of Crunchyroll and Funimation will enable us to get even closer to the creators and fans who are, uh, who are the heart of the anime community. We look forward to delivering even more outstanding entertainment that fills the world with emotion through anime, end quote. Tony Vince's Keta Chairman of CEO and so of Sony Pictures Entertainment uh, Inc. said the buyout adds quote tremendous value to Sony's existing anime business end quote reiterating that the company wants to create the ultimate anime experience quote with the addition of Crunchyroll we have an unpre- uh, unpre- unpre- 
unprecedented. Thank you, because I can't say that word. <laughs> unprecedented opportunity to serve anime fans like never before and deliver the anime experiences across any platform they choose. Uh, from theatrical, events, home entertainment, games, streaming, linear TV, everywhere, in every way fans want to experience their anime, end quote. Fensikera said, quote, our goal is to create a unified anime subscription experience as soon as possible. Nineball, throwing yeah. this to you, what does this say to you? What Are you excited for this? Are you worried about this? What is in going through your head when you hear about Sony now acquired Crunchyroll after already having Funimation under their belt now? First time I was making sure it was legal. Because um, you can't control the whole market. But then I had to think about something. They do have competition. As long as you got what is considered healthy competition, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So they should, I think they should. Yeah, he got Netflix. Um, there's a Viz Media. Yeah, well, I was about to say, because I wouldn't necessarily say Netflix. Netflix is competition, but it's competition as far as TV shows. Funimation Crunchyroll is strictly anime with, with some shows in there, but they still are anime-based. But there yeah. are other stuff that's out there. Like, and I know this is kind of another poor example, but uh, Hulu, um, that's that's kind of out there. That has more animes, I think, than, than Netflix does. But there's one, I think it's called High Drive. I think that's yeah, a newer one. one. Yeah, that, there, there have been some that has been creeping up. So technically it does have competition, but, but go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, this should be good. I mean, overall, the I don't think Sony is going to help drive certain people. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be like a big selling point, like huge, huge selling point. Because I don't think they're going to keep it just on a PlayStation. I, I doubt that they'll do that. Yeah, it'll probably take the two, merge it together underneath one banner. And, Ooh, uh, you know what? They might do that. They won't. The, 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 the only reason why I say this is because... When I look at Xbox and my Switch, I can't get the, I believe it's the Crunchyroll application on either one of those. So, or try. yeah, you, you can get Funimation on, Netf- on, um, on Switch. You can get Funimation on Switch. I don't know about Funimation on Xbox. But you can't get Crunchyroll on Switch, and I don't think you can get Crunchyroll on Xbox either. So with yeah, that, but I don't really think it's going to be a hard selling point for a PlayStation. No, no, no. I don't, that's I don't think they're going to treat it as like necessarily a selling point. I, I think that ultimately, again, they're just trying to make as much revenue. Yeah. Out, uh, like it's, I don't think it's going to be exclusive to the PlayStation, and, and there's proof of that because it's going to be on PC still. It's going to be. They he even just said in here. He just says. Uh, uh, platform they choose from theatrical events, home entertainment, games, streaming, linear TV. So I don't think it's going to be just strictly like a console thing. But I yeah. don't know if, I mean, I, I don't know how that's going to look on other gaming platforms necessarily. If that makes any sense. So we'll we'll have to see. I'm I, I'm excited about this for one. I, I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this about this for one reason only. I have Funimation, I have Crunchyroll, I'm paying for both. If they so if they combine the two and I just have one bill a month, that will make my day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just give me one bill a month. We're good to go. I have my anime for life. I'm good. I'm good. I'm set. I'm solid. Um, 
Yeah, so we'll just kind of have to see how that looks like. How how the Crunchyroll accounts going to look like in the future, or how the Funimation accounts going to look like in the future if they decide to merge the two. And if they decide to merge the two, when do you think that would be? Mm, I don't know. Probably about a couple months, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I can see that. I have a feeling that we probably won't see any merge until late 2022, early 2023. At the yeah. earliest. That's that's when I would say it would be the earliest is that you would see some sort of merge of the two platforms together. I would love for it to be sooner than that. But I don't know. who Who's to say right now? I know that's the entertainment portion of uh, Sony, which I know PlayStation falls under. But... I'm also, and maybe I'm in the minority here, but I'm also still holding on to when Jim Ryan said that they have an answer for Game Pass of last year. I'm still waiting to hear what that is because I don't like, <laughs> like, you have to give us that first before you actually give us, be like, all right, well, now we have Funimation, we have Crunchyroll, let's go and combine them together. You, uh, get, get your announcements in order first. That's, that's my thing. That's my thing. So we'll have to take a look. We'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, but more on that, you guys can definitely make sure you guys go into the uh, GameSpot page, um, which again, this article is by Jeremy Winslow, um, where he uh, kind of talks more about the acquisition for uh, Crunchyroll. So there you have it. Uh, number two that we have right here, Tales of Arise demo. Darren Bontis from GameSpot says, Bandai Namco has confirmed that it will release a demo for Tales of Arise on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series on X on August 18th. So a week, a little over a week from today, literally next Wednesday. Uh, set in a world where the nation of Dana was conquered by the uh, technologically superior country of Rena and split into five realms, players will experience the story through the protagonists Iron Mask and Shion. While the while the Iron Mask while Iron Mask is Indana's slave, who is unable to feel pain, Shion is a pol- is the uh, is his polar opposite as a citizen of Rena, cursed to zap out anyone who comes into physical t- contact with her using magical lightning. Together, the two form an odd couple alliance uh, as they strengthen their bonds in a brutal land ruled by tyrants. End quote. That. Does Tales of Arise do anything for you there, Nightball? I really don't know much about it. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Um, actually, you know what? For uh, I'm actually going to pull that up right now for us. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to hide that and that. And I'm going to pull this up for anyone that is currently watching live or later on on YouTube. So give me one hot second. You seeing it? Yeah, it's Tales. I didn't think about Tales series. Mm. It should be. I mean, I played Tales of Pisaria. I played a bit of it of Tales of Zisteria. Mm-hmm. And I have Tales of Vesperia. <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, it, it works very similar to how Final Fantasy works, to where they say uh, they have the same name, but they don't really connect, correct? What do you mean? Like, Final Fantasy VII has nothing to do with Final Fantasy VIII. I think they do connect. They do connect. I think they do. I haven't really checked through the lore or anything. If they do, then that might be bad for me, because I think I pre-ordered that. And I have no idea uh, of the previous... It um, looks nice. 
Yeah, looks fantastic, which is why I pre-ordered it. I was like, all right, I got to jump on this. Uh, let me go ahead and pull this up. I just went ahead and got this situated. Bam. And window capture. There we go. Uh, that's fine. Bam. Cool. Bam. And go bring this bad boy down just a little bit. Right here. There we go. Up, oh. we're almost there, people. We're almost there. <laughs> there we go. Gotta move this just a little bit more, and bam! All right, hit, about to hit play. Transition. Bam. Series has been one of the most iconic JRPGs that there has stuck to its roots heavily. So as you guys can see right now, again, this is the gameplay of it. Looks pretty launch. awesome. But Tales of Arise feels like the biggest step into the next generation so far, while still making any Tales fan feel right at home. Yeah. We'll be reviewing the full game when it arrives, so be sure to subscribe to be notified when the full review drops. Our preview of Tales of Arise drops us in the very beginning of the game. Once they have more characters, the they're probably running more. Iron Mask simply living day by yeah. day with his identity and his past completely forgotten. But after a run-in with a girl on the run named Xion, they both join a resistance group to fight against the Renin oppression, and both begin to unravel bits of their past. The kicker is that Xion is unable to be touched with anyone who does I need to play that, of lightning. Say it one more time. I got Tales of Symphony, I need to play it. Iron Mask has the unusual ability of being unable to I'm definitely to going to play that. This sets off an interesting relationship between the two protagonists. Yeah, as I was say, I have yet to actually, um, and her mental barrier of never being able to. I actually have yet to actually play time. any of the, the tales. tales. I wouldn't mind playing any of the, the tales of this, anything like this. That feels stronger than ever here. Oh yeah. The short preview. That I, have, that's why I love tales. The new tales ways of, tales uh, of arise has evolved is in its iconic character building skits. And I'm gonna go ahead and mute it again just because I don't want to get blocked on here. Um, because I heard a little bit, even though he's talking over it, I heard a little bit of music in the background, so. But yeah, but the animation is very anime-esque. Um, very anime-esque for sure, which again, if you know me, you know I love my animes. Oh, oh. Oh, that's why, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, if you guys know me, you guys know I love my animes, all that good stuff. So I cannot wait to see what more this game has in store for us. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a little bit of Tales of Arise of how it looks and everything. Um, let me go ahead and get this off the screen now. Was it this one? It is that one. Okay. There we go. Oh, it's still going. How about that? <laughs> Sorry. The right. gameplay, it's real. It, they're normally really fun. Real, more real-time combat in mm -hmm. turn based. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. Um, and but I will say that that right there, where you just saw, that probably is something that I'm not really too thrilled about. To where like I'm running, I run into a group, and then it takes me into like a arena like area to go fight. I don't know if I'm thrilled about that necessarily. Uh, it's more of the old school Final Fantasy Pokemon in the high grass type era. That's kind of the vibes I'm getting from that one, but. Again, as long as the gameplay's good, story's good, voice acting seems to be pretty cool, I'm with it, so. Alright, transitioning back on over. Um, so yeah, so with that being said, with a demo coming out for Tales of Arise, coming literally a week from 
tomorrow. How hype are you? Are you excited about that? Does this do anything for your hype levels? What's up? Very hype. Very hype now. Shit, I'm going to check it out probably as soon as it goes in. Probably let it download while I'm at work, come home and play it. There you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. And like I said, I'm pretty sure that's one of the games that I actually did go ahead and um, pre-order uh, on my... It was either that or Demon Slayer. The Demon Slayer game. It was one of those two that I went ahead and, and uh, pre-ordered uh, through GameStop. So, very excited about that. Um, story number uh, three that we currently have Windjammers which is actually a game I've never really heard too much about but Windjammers 2 open beta that's what this is going to be about George Young from GameSpot the developers and publisher of Dotemu has announced that Windjammers 2's open beta test will start tomorrow August 11th at 6am Pacific time so 9am Eastern Standard Time players will be able to compete against each other until August 22nd and the test will span across PC PS4 and PS5 there will be four playable characters in the open beta, and they have their own set of advantages. Stephen Miller, uh, Steve Miller is a great. Oh, Steve Miller is great for newcomers and is agile. While Loris Biagi is the jack of all trades. The newly introduced Sophie De Les is a fast and swift character, and Gary Scott returns uh, to tank hits. Gary himself stars in a new trailer detailing the game's mechanics and gameplay strategies. So, Windjammers 2 open beta is tomorrow. Have you heard anything about Windjammers? I've never heard of it. I haven't either. Um, I know I just got rid of it, so I'm not going to bring it up again. But, uh, but I was going to go ahead and show, show another one. But again, it's called Windjammers 2. I'm going to go and pull this up for myself, though, so I can take a look to see what this is about. Because... It- doesn't look too interesting for me. For you? Is it like a battle royale type? No. Just, just take a look at it. Um, look at it right now. It's ready E for everyone. Dotemu presents Windjammers Two. Oh, all right. It's, it's like a it's like dodgeball almost. It's a sports game. Yeah. Like you, Kind of like ice hockey. It's kind of like Mario Party with fighters. Yeah, it, it's a yeah, it's an overhead two um, D. Um. Uh, pretty much, yeah. It's overhead TD uh, scroller, pretty much. But it looks like a mixture of of dodgeball and like like he just said, air hockey. So very interesting. Uh, I mean, it'll be cool to play if, for free uh, or like a party game. That will be cool. Yeah. Um, but definitely not anything that'll be worth more than five bucks. Just by looking at it, definitely not going to be worth more than five bucks. No, no, it's definitely not worth that. Yeah. So there you have it. For anyone that's interested in Windjammers, you guys will have the alpha, uh, the beta next or tomorrow, starting tomorrow for 11 days. You guys can compete against your friends. Have a good time. I mean, if you, uh, to be honest, if you don't play that, just play Knockout City. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, if, by the looks of it, now again, Knockout City is a different because it's dodgeball, you're 3D, you're running around the city. Teamed up with three other people, all that good stuff. So that, I mean, so that's definitely different. But yeah, but I mean, that's the kind of vibe I'm getting is that it should be more knockout city esque, if you will. Yeah. Uh, number four that we currently have, Xbox ID is the indie event. 
That happened earlier today, but it looks like we might have a little bit more updates about that. So Jeremy Winslow from GameSpot. A second indie game showcase put on by Twitch and Xbox is scheduled to go live today, uh, August 10th at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As you guys are watching this now, it is 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so it is well over. Um... Microsoft, Microsoft has announced. Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go looking for it. <laughs> this live, might, might as well look out for like like what they had recapped on. But yeah, but as far as the actual live stream, it's already done. Uh, this live stream will once again feature tons of independent titles, Microsoft said. There will be uh, announcements from developers and publishers, including Chump Squad, Lab Rat Kind, and Rebellion Developments, Sni- uh, Sniper 4, Zombie Army Trilogy. Uh, we'll also... We'll also hear about in-development projects such as the Artful Escape, Library of Runa, Ali Ali World, and RPG Time. Furthermore, Microsoft teased some Xbox Game Pass news and announcements for upcoming live stream, but did not didn't go into any details of what these are. The live stream will air on both Twitch and uh, Twitch Gaming and Xbox official channels. You can also view it directly below, and that was on the link earlier. But again, don't bother looking because that event is over. Um, I know that you're a huge indie, indie supporter inside the huge indie games and stuff like that. Does this event in particular, uh, I know you haven't seen it, you probably, you probably could go watch highlights now, but does this, of the games mentioned here, um, we're talking about, again, uh, the Artful Escape, uh, Library of Runa, Ali uh, Ali World RPG Time, any Game Pass title games. Does, does any of this like interest you at all? Not really, no. I'd have to. I'm trying to find some because none of them sound too interesting. Mm-hmm. What if I'm looking at some? Oh my god! Faith of Disenchant, Black Blood, Sammy Max. Here, I don't know. Them look too interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. To where, I mean, now again for me, I. I, I, again, if the game interests me, indie or not, I'm going to be drawn to it. I'm going to want to go ahead and play it. Um, with that being said, out of all the indie games that I have seen in my day of gaming and everything like that, just hasn't really fully grasped me. Like, there has, and I know that they'll have the big budget usually and all that good stuff, but it just it just never really fully grasped me, and it's just because again, like sometimes it's just uh, sometimes it might be a graphical thing, sometimes it might just be a gameplay thing, sometimes it might just be really really freaking weird, and it's just like not up my alley. I'm I'm already not into the weird stuff when it comes to animes. I'm I don't want that in my video games either. <laughs> like it's just sometimes it just gets really awkward. Um, but there are games like I don't know if you would consider this an indie. I would I would say it's an indie, but seafood that's coming out. Like, I'm very excited for that game. And I would say that that's an independent game. I know they had Absolver, but I think that they were in indie still when they made Absolver. I don't think it was... Yeah, yeah, I don't think it was uh, anything outside of that. But yeah, but they showed Sifu, and that game looks phenomenal to me. Very excited for that. Um, I did play some Furry, uh, Fury, back in the day, like, probably about six years ago. And I still have it on my PS4. Um, I have yet to actually beat it, but that game was fun. It was uh, it was definitely different than uh, it was like arcadey like if you will, yeah. Um, but yeah, but there's not really like a whole lot of indie games I can think of that I'm usually like I, I like games again. Horizon, Ghost of Tsushima, um, uh, uh, 
uh, Last of Us, Spider-Man, Final Fantasies, like all those right there that I just named are all not, they're not indie. Like every single one of them are backed by big, by Sony or, or big publisher, like Sucker Punch or Guerrilla Games or something, so. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so with that being said, I'm open to all different types of ideas, uh, but as far as what was mentioned at this particular showcase, nothing really had intrigued me on that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love my I love my share of them. I mean, I do have quite a bit of indie games I like, but I'm kind of looking at some. Mm-hmm. Let me see what this faith of disenchanting disenchant is. But I have to look through the thing, and I don't feel like going through that. Well, I will probably have time to go through through the whole show. Mm-hmm. I want to get through it eventually and just watch them. Though so might come back with a different opinion once I watch some of these trailers. Okay. Um, but. Overall, it, they got too many shows. I mean, the shows used to be good because, to be honest, it was one show back in the day. So, yeah, like the big E3 show, mm-hmm. they would always throw the best at you. It feels like with all these little shows now, it's like they're trying to kill time sometimes. Yeah. Well, we just woke this the last 30 minutes. Okay, well, we got this, this, and this. That's about 17 minutes. Well, we can just throw this crap in there for 12 minutes. Yeah. We can have this guy talk. Hey, is Steph Curry available? We just call him <laughs> in. Yeah. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I agree to a point. And I think I think the pandemic doesn't help the scenario. Yeah. Um, but I also think that because – and the reason why I say that, I know that Xbox and PlayStation – and Nintendo are capable of having banger showcases even in the midst of the pandemic. Because last year, PlayStation had two, two big OMG events that were fantastic. Now, granted, they did have a console to show and also have a price to reveal and a date and all that good stuff. They had that to show and everything, so that was huge. But they also gave us the games. We got Spider-Man Miles Morales for the first time. We got Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. We got Jet, The Far Shore. We found out about Demon Souls, the the remake from Bluepoint. We got, like, literally all these different types of games. Ratchet & Clank, Rift Apart. Like, they gave us so many games. Final Fantasy 16, which I'm still hoping comes out this year for my Fantasy Gaming League. Like, they got... Uh, stop it. Stop it. Have faith, man. Ye of little faith. Ye of little faith. But I'm just saying in general, like, they showed us fantastic, a fantastic time last year. At the beginning of this year, um, uh, it was uh, freaking uh, Nintendo. They hit us with Pokemon Arceus. They hit us with a little bit more stuff from Super Smash Bros. They hit us with, I think it was the uh, Pokemon uh, Shining Pearl and whatever the... but whatever, let me let me look it up because somebody has it on the fantasy gaming league. Um, it was Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. They hit us with that. You know what I mean? Like they 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 definitely like Nintendo has is probably out of the three big dogs out there. Nintendo is probably my most like least hyped company of the three of them when it comes to Xbox, PlayStation, and, and Nintendo. But even then, they still hit us with something. And I want to say even for this past E three for Xbox. It wasn't, like, absolutely amazing, but it was enough to be, like, for me, as an individual gamer, to be like, okay, 
I want an Xbox Series X now because I want to play Horizon. I want to go ahead and play uh, Horizon uh, for, for, Forza Horizon, that is. I want to go ahead and play uh, uh, Back for Blood. I have a Game Pass game. that uh, I have Game Pass games I, I already have on my PC, and I'll be able to play it on my Xbox Series X with my buddies, but also I can play it off of my phone. You know what I mean? Like, they're giving me more stuff that'd be like, okay, now I now it's justifying me getting Xbox Series X. And now, granted, I still have a little bit to go for those games that I really, really want. <laughs> because right now, I'm all I'm playing on my Xbox is a PlayStation game, which is MLB The Show. So, so like, that's the only thing that I'm playing right now. But later on, though, it is like... I know that that's going to pay off in the long run because I am going to be able to jump on Back for Blood. I am going to go ahead and be able to play uh, Redfall. I am going to be able to uh, play the next Skyrim if it decide if it comes out and I decide to pick it up or whatever, or if it's on Game Pass, play it on Game Pass. So, um, but yeah, but this year, you're right. Like, I mean, I don't mind the small little state of plays. I don't yeah. mind the Nintendo Directs. I don't mind the small little Xbox events, but. During the E3 time period, and maybe this is just me just kind of being stuck in the old way of promotions and stuff and the way that they give news, I still want June, July, August to be those banger events to where they hit me with an hour and a half, two hours of just great content, stuff that's coming out this year, stuff that they're working on currently. Maybe even, maybe even, t- like they gave us God of War uh, Ragnarok, the little logo for that, and I haven't even seen God of War Ragnarok gameplay at all, but yet I am ecstatic that that game is existing i'm ex- i'm very happy that the game's coming out so i'm not exactly sure what's going on with that because this e3 really wasn't the best e3 um it really yeah it wasn't the best e3 wasn't terrible but I, I it depends know. on the company it really depended on the company yeah yeah because some some of them were bad but to on in a fair point though naraka blade point was introduced to me at e3 and we got to play that through the beta, and we had a good time with the Rocket Playpoint. Got some W's under our belt, you know what I mean? Um, which, because of how the Rocket Playpoint was set up, now that game had me be like, okay, well, Hunter's Arena is coming out on PlayStation Plus. Let me download that and see what that's about. And now I love Hunter's Arena. Like I've been in, really enjoying that too. So, yeah. So I don't know. I think I, I I'm with you. I I don't know about these small little indie showcases. I don't know about these small little half hour of your time 45 minutes of your time thing i feel like if yeah. you're going to have an event like again that's fine to do maybe once a month or once every other month state of plays xbox events uh nintendo directs i get that but i still want to have at least one one or two times a year that big juggernaut uh hour 30 minutes two uh two hour event that's just like all right this is what we got these are the exclusives these are the projects that are coming out for us for the next gen consoles stuff like that yeah, I mean, make it worth it. I mean, I'm kind of tired of it. You get this thing to go, oh, here goes some stuff, and we updated this, 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 and this. Yeah, okay, that's cool and all. We knew that stuff was coming out, but yeah, I will. I want to see what's down the pipe. I mean, we we know, like for example, um, two games in particular. I'm still waiting to hear Deathloop, Hellblade. Oh, oh, oh okay. Hellblade two, mm. and Starfield. We've been going through this all year, and we really have gotten only a trailer for one of those, and well, one trailer for both, basically. We got a trailer. We got a trailer for Hellblade Two. There's a trailer for Hellblade Two, but it really doesn't show much. 
there's a trailer for Starfield, and it exists. And that's supposed to come out the end of next year. It exists. <laughs> yeah. And somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know there's a Gear 6 coming out, the way down the line. Mm-hmm. I have this running. Okay, I found it. I'm going to have to watch this later, though. For the, um, the indie event? Yeah. And it's so many. And I mean, I want to see if they show at least maybe more of the... And they just released it. Um, Plague's Tale Part 2. Oh, the well, don't, don't you have that on Plus? Yeah, they had a Plague's Tale 1, but a Plague's Tale 2 was, is in development. Ah, interesting. Okay. I, uh, I guess uh, ultimately... All right. I understand marketing of how it has to be for marketing when it comes down to certain games. You're going to show... Your bigger titles, aka Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, you're going to show them multiple times. You're going to show them more than once because it's a brand new IP, and you do want, um, you do want your audience to support it and be excited for this, and you want to show them a little bit more. I, for me, am at the point to where I've seen clearly enough of Deathloop. I don't need to see any more of Deathloop. You know what I mean? Uh, so when they had an event not too long ago. And I saw more Deathloop. Again, looks cool. But I feel like I just kind of wasted my time at this point. Because now we have like eight plus trailers of Deathloop. Like, give me something else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I almost want to say it would have been better for them to not have an event at all. Versus what we ended up getting. Unless they were going to give us more information, more gameplay of stuff that they haven't shown us more of that's already been announced. For example, Sifu. I am very excited about Sifu. Bummed it got pushed to 2022, but that was a game that I was really excited about. Um, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits. Like, we've seen a decent amount of gameplay for that. Now we're a little over a month away from that game releasing, and I'm very excited about that. But I would I would have rather seen more Kenna than I would have of Deathloop at this point because just like they're really, 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 really pushing Deathloop, but Kenna looks better to me. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's be- maybe it's because Deathloop is a full game and Kenna is a forty dollar title because that's what it is. It's not a. It's not. Doesn't seem to be a full game. It'll be considered, it'll be considered like where Hellblade One is considered a double A launch mm. more than a triple A launch. Yeah, but it's by Ember Labs though too, which is also like an indie developer. So I don't know. I'm just I I feel I feel like the way I feel like they have to kind of find a new way. Especially assuming that we're going to be in the pandemic in 2022, which we probably will because people refuse to wear their masks. <laughs> and, they, and, if, and if you don't believe in wearing masks, all right, fine, cool. But you're not staying away from people, so you're not really helping yourself. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just... Yeah, it's stupid with that. I was going a whole rant about that if I yeah. start. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so, so yeah, so assuming we're going to be in a pandemic, I really hope that Sony and... Uh, Xbox and Nintendo find new creative ways to give us something that's more professionalized and condensed because uh, pre-pandemic we had maybe I think we had the indie showcase we had PC gamer awards we had uh, the game award the VGAs itself video game awards um, and then of course a Twitch event but the big mother of all mothers was E3 like that's what you had was E3 
Yeah. Uh, and that's something that you were looking forward to. So even for, to the point to where if you were not a super gamer at all, like you knew still that E3 was like the event to go to. Now, this year, I can't say what is what. Like we got so many. We got Summer Games Fest. We had uh, E3 that did their new thing. And they didn't ha- they didn't keep it within like a couple days. They expanded it to like almost like two months still. So it's just like all the news we're getting is not it's not condensed. I, I I don't like it being as spread out as it is. I'm not saying it all has to be on one day, but I also don't want it the course of my entire summer either. Yeah. So, um, let me ask you, Nineball, how interested are you for Back for Blood? Oh, I'm there. I I got I got um, Left for Dead one and two. I used to play the best out of those games back in the day. How would you feel if I said that Steven Westman GameSpots talks more about the crossplay and progression of Back for Blood? Starting off by saying Back for Blood is a spiritual successor to the co-op zombie mayhem of Left for Dead series, with each, uh, with such an emphasis on shooting your way through zombie hordes with your mates. You may wonder how easy it will be to actually play with those friends who didn't happen to adopt your own platform of choice. It's releasing across PC, PlayStation, and Xbox consoles with the open beta beginning soon. Does Back for Blood... uh, This is one of the questions that's out there. Does Back for Blood support crossplay? The answer, in short, yes. A Back for Blood... uh, A... Oh, a Back for Blood beta FAQ with WB Games confirms that the Back for Blood open beta features cross-play support, and players in the closed beta have already begun linking up with their friends to play it across platforms. I'm gonna stop there real fast because I do want to talk about this. I did jump. I jumped into Back for Blood over the weekend. I was I was lucky enough. Uh, th- shout out to uh, OM Jesus who gave me a code so I can join him. Uh, uh, on so on the beta action for uh, Back for Blood. I have it on my Xbox Series X. I know I moved, so my internet location is not as good as it was when I was at the uh, my when I was at my apartment. But it still is good enough to one hold the stream right now that I have. Uh, but also two play online. I don't really have a connectivity issues like that. Uh, typically, uh, unless I'm doing too much, then at that point it could be a little bit of a problem. But with that being said, I was doing nothing. I was doing absolutely nothing. Uh, so I don't know if this was on on the alpha. I don't know if it's because of OM Jesus's uh, website, I mean, uh, uh, link or connection or whatever. But we were trying to play together. We had a hard time linking up. He was on PC and I was on Xbox Series X, and we had a hard, hard time linking up together. We finally linked up. Probably got about. I want to say five, literally five minutes into a level, and then I got kicked from their game into my own personal lobby. And then at that point, it was time for me to go to my soccer game. <laughs> so, so needless to say, I did enjoy what I saw. It looks kind of cool. I was able to, I mean, because I got a 4K TV, I got an Xbox Series X, so I was able to push the highest graphic, uh, uh, graphically graphic fidelity that we have on the. Um, on the Series X. So everything looked great, but that cross-play uh, action for the Alpha, man, that needs some work because that was rough. That was rough. Um, okay. As such, you can expect features to be available in the game's launch October. Uh, another question. Uh, what about cross-progression? 
Answer. Crossplay is useful if you're playing on one platform and need to connect with friends across another platform. But what if you own multiple platforms and want to be able to seamlessly hop between them? First, congratulations, money bags. <laughs> Second, sorry, there is no announced cross progression and no indication from the beta that it will uh, that that will be the case. The game does prompt you to create a username, but that uh, there's currently no way to log in with that same username on another platform. That means uh, there's effectively no way to carry your pro progress from one platform to another. The good news is that there isn't much pro progress to, uh, to be transferred anyway, at least for the time being. The only pain point will be that your, your customized card decks, which you will have to rebuild if you hop onto a new platform. End quote. So, that is a lot. Yeah. So, and I am, I am lucky and blessed enough, and I think you're kind of in the same boat too as well, uh, uh, minus the switch, but I am lucky and blessed enough to have all the consoles that are like the ma major platforms. I have a gaming PC. Uh, we, we, me, and you both have a. Oh, well, you have a gaming PC too. We both have Steam decks that's coming at the end of this year, early next year. Uh, I have an Xbox Series X. Uh, we both have PS5s now. I got a PS4. You know, I mean, I have a Nintendo Switch. So I have majority of pretty much any game that comes out. I, that I want to get, I have the capability of getting it at this time. The thing, though, is that I wasn't planning on buying Back for Blood because I have Game Pass and it's going to be on Game Pass. So I wasn't planning on buying Back for Blood. Uh, but had I wanted to jump on over on PlayStation 5 or on my PC or anything like that, it sounds like it would have been a huge struggle because there's no pro cross progression, which would have been a problem. Final Fantasy XIV, I won't have that problem. I can just log on my PS4. I can log on my PC. As long as I have the games downloaded on those platforms, I'm into my account and I'm good to go. Even Fortnite has that. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious as to why they don't have cross-progression uh, cross for a game that is going to support cross-play. This is why I was excited, but at the same time, kind of not. I believe Back for Blood is made by Turtle Rock. Let me check. This said WB Games. I wonder. I wonder if that's just the publisher. That's the publisher. Turtle Rock Studios, the makers of Evolve. They made the original um, Left 4 Dead, Dead, mm -hmm. which was excellent. Left 4 Dead 2, which were great mm -hmm. games. And then they made Evolve. Yep. Which honestly, I heard. I heard really wasn't that bad. It wasn't terrible. It's just bad um, marketing, and I, I, it requires teamwork. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it like that. Okay. And you've played Smite with, you know, random <laughs> Randy's. Right? You're right. You're, you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it requires a lot of teamwork because your team has got to save your life sometimes mm -hmm. and not just run away and maybe not go for an achievement. <laughs> Like the infamous crowned achievement, yeah. you would have to. In Left 4 Dead, there was an achievement called Crown. You, you could kill a witch. Mm -hmm. If you could kill a witch with one headshot, you got the achievement. Everybody went for it. Usually, you died because so somebody just, went for the achievement. And she just start screaming. She screams. She just knocks somebody down and just slices them up. Yeah. Uh, but the only bad thing is, like I said, Turtle Rock is. I, it should be good, but I just hope it's good. Yeah, for two reasons. Number one is because basically, 
I do like the Left 4 Dead, and I feel like it's been dormant for a while, and I think it's time for it to come back. Number two, if it's really good, Ohio, this could save you and possibly screw over um, Silent pretty bad. <laughs> well, it's not going to save him. He, he's definitely locked in last place. That, that Nothing's saving him, but it might screw over Silent a little bit. Yeah. Which we will yeah, be going he, over the fantasy gaming standings yeah. as well here in a minute. <laughs> Who knows? Ohio might land back in the positive. Nope. Oh yeah, oh, back in the positives. Let me let me not count him down. Yes, yes, he might land back in the positives. Um, actually, since we're on the subject, let's go through that list real quick. So, uh, again, for anyone that's currently following us and that's watching us on a weekly basis, uh, we talk about this every so often. But we're inside a fantasy gaming league, which works very similar to fantasy football, uh, but is with video games instead of on a weekly basis. It's on an annual basis, and you're not against just one person per week. You're against the everyone that's in the league throughout the year. Uh, whoever has the most points is the winner. Whoever has the least amount of points is the loser, uh, and. It is on a 100-point scale. Um, however, the threshold is 70. Anything above 70 gains you those points. Anything below 70 makes you lose points. So, for example, if Back for Blood comes out and it's an 80 out of 100, then that gains whoever has that game 10 points because that's 10 points above 70. If you have a game that's, for example, uh, let's take a look at this, Bile Mutant, which got him a 67, uh, that will make you lose Three points because that is three points underneath seventy. <laughs> so yeah, so um, and then of course we also have uh, in there we threw a little wrench in there which was optional, but I wanted to kind of get a little spicy with it. And uh, there's these things called counter picks to where after we all select our, our uh, draft picks, which we all selected four games up front, um, you can have uh, eight teams on a roster so that way you have the most points possible, but. Um, after you have your draft picks, uh, we go around for one more pick, uh, and you have to pick a game that's on your opponent's list. Only one game, but that game, if it drops uh, and does poorly, the person who had counterpicked that game gains those points, while that person that has the game loses the points. On the opposite side, if that game does amazingly, whoever had picked that game will lose the points as their counterpick, uh, but whoever has the game on their list will gain the points like normal. And of course, if there's any games that get delayed or pushed back until 2022, I have it to where if you can't drop the game, which can screw you, screw you up on a point system. Um, so, without further ado, I am representing ALWT Gaming. I don't have a single game that's released yet. Everything is still pending. But here's what my list is looking like. Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Final Fantasy 16, Far Cry 6, Solar Ash, Dying Light 2, Stay Human, Call of Duty 2021, Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba, The Hinokami Chronicles, uh, and I have a counterpick of God of War Ragnarok, which has been confirmed is not releasing this year, so I screwed over Ohio with that pick. And before I go on over to Zaka TV, which is your list there, Nine Ball, I have to say, I don't know if I'm having any more confidence in... Call of Duty 2021 launches this year because there hasn't been a single announcement. At, oh, it's going to launch. I would assume it does. They do a Call of Duty every year, but I haven't seen heard even a whiff of a Call of Duty 2021 coming this year. Let's Let, because um, <clears throat> I got some news I, I need to read into. But if WoW's doing as bad as they are, mm -hmm. Call of Duty can help make up the slack for them. Mm. Mm. Call of Duty 2021 Vanguard 
That's what's called. Somebody, yeah, somebody was telling me about that at work too. Hmm. Same name. Interesting. Um, going on over to your list, you have which you are comfortably sitting in second place right now. Uh, you have Resident Evil Village, which got you fourteen points. Returnal, which got you sixteen points. The Medium got you five points. Ruin King, a League of Legends story, which is pending to come out. Oddworld Soulstorm, which got him one point. Guilty uh, Guilty Gear Strive, which got him 15 points. Mario Golf Super Rush, which got you one point. And you have an open spot. So I'm curious to see what you're going to be picking up. But you also have a counter pick of Legend of, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which has been confirmed not coming out this year. So you screwed over fantasy football a little bit with that pick. But I have to ask. I'm going to stop again and say and make this comment. Who in their right mind would have thought Oddworld Soulstorm and Mario Golf Super Rush would score better than Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, and Biomutant? I thought Biomutant was going to be good the way they were building it up. Exactly. Like, there's that. Not only that, but like, so you have uh, Oddworld Soulstorm, a known title, but again, it's like a older type game and like that yeah but yeah but so you had that but you have biomutant that's supposed to be like this second coming type scenario um didn't happen and then you have a big name title dungeons and dragons this is not like just something rinky dink this is dungeons and dragons and it got a we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute but it did poorly it did poorly so just wanted to throw that out there i thought that was kind of interesting it's uh, sort of interesting with stuff like that because they have the same problem with World, uh, no, not World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. Warhammer 40k, mm-hmm. where like when I was watching like loot and it was all that because he said it's got like more middle of the road style games. You have the few gems in there like Warhammer Space Marines and Vermintide, but most of them are like I play an Inquisitor, like I played a bit of Inquisitor while I was out of town. Mm-hmm. It was okay. I mean, so far it's okay, but it's I don't know. It's just this I don't I don't know how they mess those type games up. Nah. It's so much wealth, story, and world. I mean, the Imperium of Mankind in 40k owns over a million worlds. So basically you can just do whatever you want, pick a world, do whatever you basically want in it. Mm-hmm. And they could ba- basically say it's part of 40k. And it probably can, and somehow they mess that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Um, I got gun. Uh, if I say I got the chaos one coming up. Oh, like chaos demons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that won't be out till twenty twenty two. But that's the thing about those types of games, like board games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For some reason. I don't know if it's a curse or what, but they never really do. <laughs> the Madden <laughs> curse. Um, in third, uh, fourth place right now, actually, is Carrot Patch Inc., which is ran by Mildew and Carrot. He has Monster Hunter Rise, which got him 18 points. Can't have Bridge of Spirits, which is pending to come out. Shin Megami Tensei 5, pending to come out. Psychonauts 2, pending. 12, uh, 12 minutes, Pending. It takes two. Got him eighteen points. Diablo two resurrected. Pending. Uh, he he dropped the game and is waiting to go ahead and pick up another one. Uh, and he has a counter pick of Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach, uh, which is still pending to come out. Fantasy Football, which is by our boy Silent, has The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild two, which is not releasing this year. 
so got him zero points. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart got him eighteen points. Lego Star Wars, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, pending to come out. New Pokemon Snap got him eight points or ten points. Axiom Verge two pending. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl pending. Battlefield twenty forty two I hate you pending. Scarlet Nexus <laughs> nine points uh, is what it got. Uh, Fantasy football and Back for Blood, which is a counter pick on Ohio, but that's pending to come out next month, I believe. You know something that surprised me on these lists. What's up? It takes two. It takes two. Why? I don't know. I didn't think it was going to do as well as it did. I um I am kind of curious to see how Brothers and uh, A Way Out had scored on Metacritic because that's the same company that made those games, and I think they both were received pretty well, at least by the community. I don't know how critics took it, but yeah. But apparently this game was was fantastic. So very curious is how that pans out. Um, and just just a heads up, uh, Fantasy Football is in third place right now. With 37 points. Uh, in second, oh, in first place currently is Illis B Live. And he currently has Bradley Default 2, which got him 8 points. Near Replicant version 1 point and a lot of numbers got him 13 points. Little Nightmares 2, 13 points. Five Night at Freddy's Security Breach, pending. The Dark Pictures Anthology House of Ashes, pending. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, 11 points. Tales of Arise, pending. Neo, the world, the world ends with you, 11 points. And Final Fantasy 16 is his counterpick against me. And that is pending, hopefully, to come out so I can just rub it in their face and be like, listen, Final Fantasy 16 was real. It came out in 2021, not 2024, like you guys are saying it's going to come out in. It's not happening. It's coming out this year. They're going to shadow drop a lot of Beyonce. It's going to hurt, hurt, hurt some feelings out there. About 2031. <laughs> You you shut up. <laughs> um, Ohio, which I feel like gave up on this life game. Um, but anyway, he has God of War Ragnarok, which is not releasing this year. Um, Back for Blood, pending. Humankind, pending. Evil Genius 2, World Domination, got him seven points, but then were drastically taken away by Dark, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, which got him negative 11 points. But then also, to add uh, Assault to Injury, uh, insult to injury. Bob Mutant got him negative three points as well, and he has two open spots. He has a counter pick of Halo Infinite, and that's just gonna hurt him some more because I'm very confident that's coming out this year. That that almost like <laughs> I think Xbox is pushing that hard. Yeah, this year. yeah. I'm pretty we gotta get something big out before the holidays hit. Yep, yep. So there you have it. That's our list right now for uh, for our, our ALWT Gaming Fantasy Critic League. We are four months away from the the league being over. So anyone that's currently watching right now, or if you guys want to join us at all for the next seasons, uh, next year, which is the next season, uh, for this fantasy gaming league, definitely let us know. Just type in uh, at least we tried dot gaming at gmail.com or you guys can message us, DM us on our social media platforms that you're interested in doing so, and we will be happy to get you to the list and try to get a time for us to all to draft together and have some good fun, uh, ha- have a good time out here. Um, but yeah, I am excited about Back for Blood. I'm right there with you, kind of going back to story number five that we just talked about the cross play and yeah. progression. I am excited about uh, Back for Blood. Uh, after playing it, I, I definitely think that it's going to be a game that is going to be perfect for Game Pass because I wouldn't buy it just for the simple fact that after I get through the campaign portion of it, 
I might jump inside the competitive portion a little bit, like from time to time, but I don't see myself spending a whole lot of time just doing competitive or anything like that. Because um, I don't think I did that a lot with uh, even thinking of my time for uh, Left 4 Dead. I didn't do that a lot for Left 4 Dead. I would just do the campaign, bam. And then after that, I was pretty much done. I did, like, uh, again, the PvP portion of it where I was a zombie a little bit a couple times. Uh, and then my friends were uh, the the heroes, if you will. But, yeah. I, I, I don't think this, was a, this would have been a game I would have legitimately just spent money on. Um, knowing the type of game that it is. So. And lastly, it's not a video game story, but it is in the uh, the entertainment business. Story number six. AMC accepting Bitcoin? Yeah, you heard that right. So, David Walensky from GameSpot says, AMC has announced that all of its U.S. theaters will accept the Bitcoin as payment for tickets and snacks by the end of 2021. According to CNN, company chief Adam Aaron shared these plans are on a recent earnings call. Quote, I've had to learn more in the past six months about blockchain and cryptocurrency than I learned about it in the entire decade before that. End quote, said Aaron on the call. He also added that the company was also, quote, exploring how else AMC can participate uh, new Bergion, uh, Bergening. I don't know, crypto, burgeoning, I don't know, uh, cryptocurrency universe. And uh, we're quite intrigued by potentially lucrative business opportunities, end quote. The theater uh, chain is also working on uh, on simultaneously rolling out the ability to accept Apple Pay and Google Pay for online purchases in U.S. locations. Aaron was not exclusively influenced by the Reddit meme stock frenzy that went underway earlier this year. The executive, the executive had a brief stint on the board of Centrius Acquisition Corp and the contractor for the blockchain uh, company Arquiet. Um, what's less is how sustainable this movie might be. Cryptocurrency, uh, crypto transaction fees can be steep, while concessions at movie theaters are already expensive. So there's the fact that the crypto you spend on some milk duds could potentially also someday be worth enough to buy your own theater. <laughs> That's it's also similar, uh, similar, similarly hazy what demand is like for this sort of capability. But according to CNN, AMC jumped, uh, shares jumped 5.3% after the earnings call and Bitcoin was up 5.5% compared the day before. So for anyone that is farming cryptocurrency... Uh, with Bitcoin, you guys can go to the movies with your cryptocurrency. How uh, how yeah. crazy is that? Uh, um, it, cryptocurrencies, I don't. It's spontaneous. Um, like they said, you might be able to win the, buy the theater one day, and then the next day you might not even be able to buy one M M&M. and M. Cryptocurrency is. It's very, uh, there's really no regulation on it. Most stuff have like some sort of regulation where it's like it goes, like money goes in this way and that way. And I, I don't really know how to explain it for now. Um, but money generally has a lot of like, God, I'm trying to think of a word for it. It has standardization. I can't really think of a word for it right now. 
where it's going in a certain way and it just doesn't take a nosedive like that. Mm-hmm. Cryptocurrency, nobody really controls it. So, like I was saying, it can go either way. So, it, and I'm surprised that they do that scene, which, like, mainly, like, it's a currency online and also you see it a lot if you ever hear about the dark net and stuff. A lot of them use a lot of cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin stuff. Mm-hmm. We're doing transactions because it's so anonymous, and it's I don't I don't really know why they're doing it. Just, I I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, they're trying to get more business. I see what they're doing because they've really been hurt by this whole pandemic the most. It's a theater business. But I kind of don't agree. I'm surprised they don't even have Google Pay. And Apple Pay, Pay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting myself. But this, I don't don't really know if this is going to be good or bad. Mm. Maybe it will finally get regulations. I know a couple state countries, I believe. I believe. I would say China, somebody had even, um, but don't quote me on it yet. Um, Had even blocked cryptocurrency for a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, again, like I don't. Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, all that stuff is just so like unknown. It's just so unknown, yeah. and yeah, you can make a lot of money for it. And if you jumped in early, you're probably a billionaire right now that you've already sold your shares and everything. But it's just like you might not be because, like I said, it. I remember it was up excruciatingly high for a bit there, and you mm-hmm. can get a bunch of stuff. But I believe it took a nosedive. Let's well, let's take a look because the last time I checked, it was at I think it was at three hundred and twenty thousand dollars a share, or thirty-two thousand dollars a share, something like that. So let's see what Bitcoin is up to right now. Bitcoin price is at forty-five thousand five hundred and thirteen dollars and seventy cents per uh, dollar. So it's up. It's definitely up. At one point, it was down to twenty nine thousand dollars, but now it's it's back up to forty, almost forty six thousand dollars right now. Actually, lo- looking at this chart, it's saying it is at forty six thousand dollars, three hundred and thirty nine dollars and ninety cents. And that amount you gotta use to the only other risky thing is the amount of resource I believe you have to use in order to mine it. It just takes quite a bit of electricity because you gotta leave your system up and running. Mm. For a while to have it pull it on out. Yeah, yeah one Bitcoin. So just imagine if we had two Bitcoins right now. If you had two Bitcoin dollars, you're almost at a hundred thousand dollars. That's that's crazy. That's just two Bitcoins. Two of them. You had a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Um that's what is disadvantage of Bitcoin. Black market activity. A lot of black market activity you have. Yep. Unregulated and unbacked cyber hacking. If somebody hacks your account, I forgot about that. They don't really have like a way to recover your account. So if you forget your password to your Bitcoin, it's just gone. <laughs> that would suck. That would really yeah. suck. I believe somebody has like a million dollars worth of Bitcoin or something. Mm-hmm. He can't remember his password. Yep. I got a million dollars and I can't touch it. <laughs> 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 Curse you, invisible wealth. I know. That would suck. You got all this money in Bitcoin, and it's just, it's just stuck. It's gone. That would, that would be terrible. 
Um, but yeah, that actually does it for our, our episode today, episode 59. I believe I said before it was 45 on Anchor, but episode 59 on YouTube and Twitch for all things gaming. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in, hanging out with us. Uh, before we dip out of here, just give me one last update. What are you planning on uh, running through this uh, this week gaming-wise? Are you jumping on more 14 or are you starting on any new games? What's going on there, Nine Ball? Probably a bit more 14. I want to reach level 80. I'm trying to hit 80 on there. I really want to hit 80. I got Final Fantasy 7 downloaded, so eventually I'm going to go back to that. But hmm. it's going to be predominantly 14. Heard that. Um, yeah, and I'm right there with you. I'm probably going to jump on some more 14, maybe some Hunter's Arena. Like I said, I have Outriders downloaded right now, so I'll probably go through uh, through a little bit of that at least until my buddy uh, gets through his little trial. And then, then after that, we'll see. Uh, I would like to run through it, like to get it done and put it in my backlog as as completed. Um, but we'll see. We shall see. Uh, this Thursday is going to be Smite Night. Um, and as anyone that's been watching on Thursdays, uh, or Smite Nights have been hit or miss as far as dual streaming goes. Because normally I would stream on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, but again, ever since I've been here at the new location, some days it's been perfectly fine. Other days it just won't chop up. And then other days it'll work fine for about halfway through the stream and then start glitching out, um, which we're, which will have us revert down to streaming only on uh, on YouTube. So if you guys are planning on uh, paying attention on that for a Smite Night, that's going to happen 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Thursday. But... You might want to have YouTube and Twitch pulled up, uh, so that way if we end up having to stop one of the streams, you guys can still be part of the action, part of the fun, part of the hilarious comments that come out of our mouths um, that whole nine. Uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday is our 9 to 5 segment for August. So be on the lookout for that. We're going to uh, give you guys a heads up. Uh, a couple days before of what game we're going to end up playing from our, for our 9 to 5. And that literally is how it sounds at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We start streaming. We take a little hour uh, lunch break in there. And then uh, we end up around 4.30. So we have half an hour to talk about uh, what uh, the game entails, what, what we liked about it, what we disliked about it, um, and go from there. So, yep, yep, yep. So that's going to be taking place, like I said, on Saturday, which is August 21st. Yeah, and then, uh, of course, bringing it all the way from a week from today, which is going to be another episode of Alt Things Gaming, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in on Twitch. Tune in on YouTube uh, if you guys missed the Twitch channel. All that good stuff. Having a great time with it. And yeah, that's everything I got. That's I, I got nothing else. Do you have anything else there, Nineball? Uh, just stay safe. I mean, we're going back to COVID. I didn't want to go backwards, but we're going backwards. Yeah, it's getting yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, everyone stay safe, cover up, get vaccinated, all that. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. And until next time, everybody. That is, uh, I am uh, Malachi thirty six, aka Flash, uh, with it's the nine ball representing ALWT Gaming. Until next time, everybody. Control, alt, complete, peace. <laughs>